Hello there, and welcome to the podcast Casual Fridays by I Read Aloud. I am your host, Dada, and this is the podcast where weekly themes are discussed through personal experiences and anecdotes and storytelling. Today's episode is titled The Female Voice. And it was inspired by a conversation I had with a friend of mine over leaving voice messages as opposed to texting. And it happened that one day my friend was trying to reach me and I was unavailable. So half hour, a half hour later, I sent her a voice message uh, explaining to her what I was up to and asking her if she could call back uh, in about half an hour. And when she called, she apologized for not responding to my voice message with another voice message. And she said that she does not like the sound of her voice and she doesn't feel comfortable recording um, her voice and even recording what she says. And of course, during the phone call, we did not dwell on the issue, but uh, when the phone call was over, this matter stayed with me. And I remember that I, too, had been uncomfortable leaving voice messages uh, over the phone uh, until one day I met a colleague of mine, a work colleague, who had two daughters living abroad and who, of course, would um, every once in a while call her with a problem with their spouse, with their kids. And... She did not want to be the type of mom who would, you know, interfere a lot uh, in her kids' lives. And she didn't want to be, like, seen as the mother-in-law or the nosy mother or anything of the sort. So she used to listen more during those phone conversations. And after they were over, she would um, take her time to consider the matter objectively and then she would send them you know some voice messages that would be five to ten minutes long um talking mainly about her personal experiences and how she views the issue but you know in a way that is not uh, interfering with what they're doing in a way that's more uh, objective and based on advice and life experience and i found that it is interesting how, you know, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, you could be emotional, you could maybe say things that aren't appropriate, but how when uh, after a conversation is done, you could step back and, you know, look at things more objectively and the voice messages do serve a purpose. And I feel it is nice to receive a positive voice message because then You are able to replay it if you need to. Um, You can listen to parts of it again and again. And it's something that is actually cherished um, in the long run. And I told my friend that maybe this this perspective might help her uh, with her two kids who are going to fly the coop soon. And maybe that she would find value in voice messages, you know, in time. Based on what I told her. But I also found that this conversation didn't bother me only because it was about voice messages. I think it bothered me more because it was more about how women tamp down their voice, how women refrain from using their voice to express their needs, to express themselves properly. And I personally cannot count how many times I had been told to be quiet 
or to lower my voice as I was growing up. Um, the, the phrase, shh, not so loud, shh, be quiet, shh, don't laugh so loud, shh, don't laugh like that. All these shh, shh, that, they lived with me for a long time as I was growing up. And I had been shushed for a huge part of my life. And the funny thing is that I was shushed for behaving exactly like my father. Now, kids imitate their parents, right? And I am the uh, firstborn in the family, and I am a girl. And obviously, <laughs> and now, uh, you know, of course, psychologically it's been proven that the firstborn daughter ends up behaving a lot like her dad and taking a lot of traits from him. So I grew up with a father who had a loud voice and a loud laugh. And at all gatherings, whether with whether with clients or friends or family, he would regale them with all these, you know, stories about his life in his loud, booming voice and his loud laugh, his belly laugh. And they all loved him for it. And I always used to hear, until today, I, I hear comments like, oh, your, your father is lovely. What a wonderful man. You're so lucky to have him. And I am sure at some level in my subconscious mind, I probably liked um, the way he was admired. And maybe it partly that's why I kind of behaved like him or imitated him. Um, but what did I get for it? I, because I was a woman and not a man, uh, I was shamed and shushed and reprimanded for behaving exactly the same way as my father did. And that does not sit well with me, I'm telling you. And it's not as if, you know, uh, we, I, I or, or people who have a loud voice like me end up going up in public and being rowdy. It's not like being drunk and rowdy and disturbing the peace. I mean, yes, sometimes you could be in a public place and get passionate about a subject and, you know, voice, you know, your, your passion. Because when you get excited about something, you could, like, raise your voice and your voice gets a bit louder. But it's not like for an hour. It's like for a few seconds, half a minute, whatever. And then you go back to normal, you know. Even if you do uh, laugh out loud for a few seconds, is that so bad? Yes. People could look at you and could stare, but those people who are nice actually smile at you and they might laugh at with you too. And it's only the mean and grumpy people who would, you know, frown and maybe show some displeasure. But I mean, what do I care? I have to express myself. Why can't I express myself with the way I am? Uh, I am with the with the way I was raised, with the way I'm comfortable to be and to exist. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody should be loud or should have a loud voice and a loud laugh, but um, it's okay to have that. That's the idea. And the thing about loud voices is you don't want, I mean, okay. I lived in Africa and specifically in Cameroon for about a year. And in the culture over there, not many women are able to reach high positions, um, high managerial positions at work. And those who occupied high positions, I noticed, um, asserted themselves through a very loud, booming voice. And they constantly, and not only, it's not only the loud voice, it's also the harshness of the voice and the harshness of the attitude. It's as if, if they were not, uh, you know, this 
uh, assertive and harsh and loud. No one would respect them. No one would follow their orders. And they would not be good leaders. And I understand why they became like that and why they behave like that. Because if they felt they haven't been heard all of their life, you know, all of their lives, and they feel that uh, no one's acknowledging them or acknowledging their intelligence or acknowledging their presence or their opinion, they are compensating for this lack of respect and acknowledgement. And so they raise their voices, and that's the compensation, you know, towards all this lack. And that's, you know, it has to do with the culture, of course. And it's as if they are saying, do you hear me now? No. Do you hear me now? No. Can you hear me now? You know, it's like the raising of the voice becomes an assertion towards, you know, if, if they are heard or not. But unfortunately, this is not a solution. And at the same time, not all women, um, you know, have the resilience and the, the huge amount of confidence to pull that off either. And many females spend their whole lives repressing their voices and lowering them and taming them into submission. And in my opinion, what they don't realize is that they are subduing and taming their opinions and putting their voices aside and rendering them echoless. And that should not be either. You know, I used to teach public speaking back in the day. And uh, a recurring problem I faced with a lot of my students, my female students, was that when they were giving their speeches, their voices could not be heard at the end of the classroom. And we're talking about small classrooms. And so I used to spend a lot of, uh, a lot of time after class with them, teaching them how to uh, breathe through their gut. Because many women, uh, in order to lower their voice, tend to speak through their throat and through their nose. So I won't demonstrate for you what I'm saying. So when you breathe through your gut, okay, if you take a deep breath into the belly, and if you want to let it out in a sound, an ah sound, okay, so I'm going to do it. Ah, you can hear the voice coming from the belly, and it's a deep voice. Okay, if I breathe and and do the same sound through my throat, and of course you are breathing more into the lungs, one in the belly, to help you know the the speaking through the throat. So, ah, that's the maximum I can go with my throat, and then if I do it through my nose, ah. You see how how it is uh, suffocated. The sound is suffocated through the nose. And many women, to lower their voices, they learn to speak through their nose and their throat. And they forget that they have their gut, which helps them breathe better and speak more loudly. And not only speak more loudly, but be more relaxed when they speak. When you speak through your gut, you have a lot of breath inside you, okay? It's the, the breath is distributed between your lungs and your gut, and you can speak long sentences. And, and all singers, of course, if you notice, singers who go, 
you know, for, for a very long time without breathing, um, they, of course, are able to do that through their gut, through breathing through their gut, and they cannot do it if they breathe only a bit through their lungs. And the idea is that when you breathe properly, you relax. You are able to voice what you want to say more easily because you're relaxed. Whereas when you're constantly shorter breaths and this control in the throat and the nose and there's pressure in the brain. And I am sure that this does not help whatsoever in maintaining long arguments and being able to voice yourself properly and, and driving your point home when you're in an argument with someone. I'm not saying arguments, yelling and screaming, no. I mean, that is something that does not help anybody. When you yell and scream, people who don't, won't listen to you under normal circumstances will not listen to you when you yell and scream either. And basically, people don't change. And if you feel you're in a situation where you are, you have to yell and scream at someone to feel they're hearing you, and of course they're not, then the question is, is this person the right person for you? Is this person someone should be your friend or, or in your life or your husband or whatever, you know? I mean, in the end, this all boils down to communication and respect and, you know, so many other things that I don't have the time to get into right now. But the idea is not to to scream and express yourself, you know, with a loud voice. Um, the idea is to find balance. Find a balance. Don't go to this extreme of loudness and screaming and yelling to be heard. And don't go into being quiet and trusting yourself and forgetting that you have a voice to express yourself and to drive your, your point home. And this is basically uh, what I want to discuss today. Um, the importance of the female voice and uh, finding the balance and using our voices in a way to spread maybe more joy and happiness. Um, I remember, I mean, I know that I took a pact on myself. For the last time I actually yelled and screamed at someone, it was in this huge um, situation where I was being disrespected. And after the fact, I, I felt, I, or I thought, what did I get from the situation? I, I I raised my blood pressure. I got heart palpitations. In the end, this other person does not care, you know, whether I scream or not. This other person um, is selfish anyway, you know. He or she is not going to care about my opinion, whether I scream or not. And I only caused myself harm through that situation. And since that time, it's been a year now, I haven't raised my voice in anger at anybody because I decide life is too short to actually, you know, <laughs> cause myself distress. So I'm not saying not to express yourself and not to voice your opinion. That's not what I'm saying. But the way you do it is important and to whom you do it is important. If the person in front of you is not going to listen to you anyway, there is no use of talking to them in the first place. You should, you should consider if this person should be in your life at all. 
in the first place. And uh, the alternative is finding people in your life with whom you can communicate and speak and, you know, argue, argue amicably, you know, and, you know, voice opinions in an amicable way and an intelligent way and to drive your point home with people who understand you, who love you, who encourage you, who are proud of you, who want to listen to you, who care about what you have to say. That's so important. You have to talk to people who care about what you have to say. And and this brings it all in. This brings the respect. This brings in, you know, the camaraderie, the lovely relationships, the lovely friendships, the lovely family relations. Anyway, this, I think, brings me uh, to the end of this episode. And I hope that it has inspired women and, and girls to use their voices to express themselves freely and to unbind themselves from any and all shackles that they they feel they were born into and, and that they feel they are bound by. So your voice is beautiful. Use it. Do not be afraid to use it. Use it. Let it shine. Let it ring. You are beautiful. And this is how I will end my episode on this note. And I wish you a lovely weekend. The next episode uh, shall be on solitude and aloneness. Not loneliness, aloneness. We'll discuss this more next time, so I hope you'll tune in. And until then, I wish you a lovely weekend, and I send you all my love and all my hugs, and I'll see you next Friday. Take care.